Hey guys, welcome back to the Digest This Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Cameron. And in today's bite of knowledge, we are talking about lab-grown meat. If you haven't heard of it, I've talked about it a few times on my Instagram. If you're not following me there, it's at Little Sipper. And let's just get right into it. If you suffer from headaches, you're not alone. One in every six people suffer, and more than 8 million Americans visit their doctor for headache-related issues each year, 75% of which are women. Of course, women go through more hormonal changes each month, and their moods fluctuate, which can cause migraines to the point of many unable to even function, let alone work or be the mother or wife they typically are on a daily basis. We need help, but the side effects from NSAIDs like Advil or other over-the-counter anti-inflammatories sometimes aren't worth it. But did you know that CBD has been shown time and time again, study after study, to be one of the best natural anti-inflammatories available? and no prescription is required. Ned is a brand I've been personally consuming for over two years, and one of their newer products is their Brain Blend. It not only contains full-spectrum hemp, but also botanicals to help support brain function and clarity, such as MCT, ginkgo, bacopa, Siberian ginseng, lion's mane, and lemon essential oil. I took this blend when I had a major headache and within 30 minutes, it was gone. No joke. So if you need a natural relief from headaches or just want more clarity in your brain to think and focus, I highly recommend Ned's Brain Blend. Become the best version of yourself and get 15% off Ned products with code DIGEST. Go to helloned.com slash digest or enter code DIGEST at checkout to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering my listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. Have you guys heard of lab-grown meat? It's been claimed as the next big leap in removing us from animal-dependent protein sources. And there seems to be a lot of government, big business, and media interests making statements that these products can reduce our environmental impact by using less water, land, and carbon emissions, as well as eliminate animal suffering all while providing cheaper alternatives to meat. They claim it's more healthy because antibiotics aren't needed in production. This all may seem too good to be true in a sense. So I dove a little deeper and here's what's really happening and the issues with lab-grown meat. Lab-grown or cell-based meat is also known as cultivated or cultured and is created by culturing cells isolated from animals. So is lab-grown meat better for the environment as they claim? The truth is we won't know until we are mass-producing it. Pal Sinkel, who is the researcher at the Netherlands-based sustainability 
Consultancy says that in some scenarios, cultivated meat had a higher global warming effect, and in some scenarios, a lower effect, depending on consumption levels, expected energy use for cultivated meat, and the beef cattle system it was compared to. Okay, so in order to create a lower carbon footprint than conventional meats, it is crucial that renewable energy sources are used in the cell-based meat production, including in the supply chain, and most importantly, the production of nutrients and other ingredients needed for culturing. So, although the potential exists for a lessened environmental impact, the industry is relying on future technology being developed, which does not exist today. Another claim is that lab production offers a cheaper alternative to conventionally raised meats. And while there are some interesting directions that this industry could take, there are still some major advances necessary before making the claim that, quote, lab-grown meat is a cheaper alternative. Only when produced at scale can the price come down and compete with cheap conventionally farmed meat. The company Good Meat Incorporated is a lab-grown meat operation that is currently operating at a loss. When launched, all the products start off at expensive restaurants, adding value by association, and then hopefully become profitable as public interest develops. So in reality, lab-grown meats are still in developmental stages and most of their production still needs to be scaled in order to make sense economically with much of the current production using more energy than conventional ranching. And as important as it is to explore new and alternative resources, it is equally important to be honest and transparent about what's really going on with production behind the scenes. And that is something these new new lab-grown meat companies fail to do is just have transparency. Now let's talk about how this lab-grown meat is actually grown. So contrary to barns, pastures, and meadows, cultivated meat is grown in anything from a test tube to a stainless steel bioreactor. Muscle cells require different conditions and nutrients to fat cells. So they must be made separately, then blended together in correct proportions later on. Removing the animals from the equation almost entirely is attractive to animal rights activists and vegans, but as of now, about 20% of the growth medium must have bovine serum drawn from the blood of a baby cow fetus, which is taken from the fetuses of slaughtered pregnant cows in order to start cell division. So not only is the serum prohibitively expensive, but it's not vegan. (laughs) 
All right, so let's talk about from a health standpoint. Now, most people don't want to hear about dangerous chemicals and potent drugs being used in the production of their foods. Am I right? And the meat industry is already ambiguous enough, but it gets even worse when meat production is taken into the lab by large corporations. The Food and Agricultural Organization of the United Nations and the World Health Organization have already published several documents regarding contamination issues associated with lab-grown meat, but a final report will be released during an upcoming webinar. In addition, the FSA report found there are several stages of development for producing cultured meat and during each phase, different chemicals, biologics, media formulations, additives, and supplements are used. The contamination risk of each step needs to be assessed as any undesirable component that remain in the final product need to be at an acceptable exposure level or be food grade and safe. Some examples of possible contamination issues may arise from contaminated air, the water bath, poorly cleaned or maintained equipment, and the cell culturist not following cleaning protocols, good laboratory practices, or good manufacturing practices. Antibiotics and fungicides such as penicillin, streptomycin, and gentamicin are used in cell cultures to prevent infections. Other cultivating steps such as isolating cells and proliferation use toxic chemicals in the process. So these aren't even antibiotic-free, which is what I'm sure most people think when they think of a lab-grown meat. The nutritional impact of products could also be concerning because the nutrition profile could be different from what is being replaced. Cultured meat does lack the sensory and nutritional properties of traditional meat. So in order to make it palatable, additives, flavorings, colorings, vitamins, and minerals may be added to the culture, and this will impact the nutrition of the overall product. So it is hard to make the claim that cultured meat is more healthy at this time. But again, this is all informed consent. And as this world develops and new products arise, it's always important to question everything. Just like when stevia first came out, everyone was replacing it for sugar and aspartame, like thinking it was the best thing ever. But now we know that stevia alters our gut microbiome and is an endocrine disruptor and is even used as a contraceptive. So... Just a side note, if you haven't seen that Instagram reel I did about Stevia, definitely check that one out on my Instagram page at Little Sipper to hear more about Stevia. I feel like it's just really hard to trust any company these days. Obviously, there's some that are out there doing good by us. Even real meat companies, you're wondering where it's been to, if they have shipped it back to China and then now it's back again. If you haven't heard that episode, definitely check that one out too because that's happening. Where it was processed, if it really was pasture-raised or you know free-range or grass-fed, like all the things 
there are a few companies that I do really, really trust and enjoy just because I've spoken with the owner themselves. Like Wild Pastures is one of them for a meat delivery service. I love their meat. They even have wild caught fish. They have free range chicken, grass fed and finished beef. Definitely check that out. I personally love their whole chicken and ground beef, but you can customize your box with many more options like ribeye steaks, pork-free beef chorizo sausage seasoned with only organic spices, bone-in chicken thighs, drumsticks, breasts. They even carry, like I said, wild-caught seafood, etc. My code, if you go to wildpastures.com slash digest, that will get you not only 20% off, but also it'll get you to like a lifetime worth of amazing discounts and products. You get free shipping, like you get so many different things. So again, it's wildpastures.com slash digest if you want to grab that offer and try them out yourself. Well, I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. And if you did and found it educational, please do share it on your social media and tag me at Little Sipper so I can see. And I just might reshare it in my own stories. See you guys on Wednesday for a special guest I'm interviewing. Thanks for listening to this episode of Digest This. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let us know. If you're ever wondering how you can support me and this podcast, sharing it with your friends and family is the best way. This is a Resonant Media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Chris McComb. To email the show, message us at digestthispod at gmail.com. See you next time. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, talk to your doctor or health team first.